This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 22nd, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. James Paxson, four innings pitch, zero, six run runs, nine hits, three walks, and four Ks. Yeah, not good against the Houston Astros, but it was 10 over 56 whiffs on his four-seamer, and not as bad as we have seen on that four-seamer. That was really being the biggest worry for me since about June 19th when that fastball has been a little bit worse. Most whiffs he's had since that June 19th start. His curveball was a 50% strike rate, but maybe 53% while the cutter wasn't that good either. And it was against the Astros. That's kind of what it is. I'm a little bit worried about the next outing, of course, for uh, Paxton against the Dodgers. But this is, uh, I think you got to keep going with it for now. I hope he's all right. Uh, I'm going to watch it on YouTube, so definitely check that out after this. By the way, I should mention, if you didn't see the news about Alex Bass leaving pitcher list, um, it's obviously sad. Uh, he uh, he is taking an incredible job that he'll announce, I think, later today or tomorrow. And the second you un- you see it, you'll understand everything about it. Um, all I want to express is that it's with absolute love and respect and admiration for him. And pride, too. I mean, I'm just so proud of everything that he's accomplished and done uh, since I got that wonderful email from a random guy who just liked Pitcher List back in 2016 and loved the Orioles and didn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm just so proud of him. Um, and our podcast yesterday, the OTC, was in person for the first time in ages. And it was just so wonderful that we got to do that in our penultimate um, On the Corner episode. Also, cannot be more excited to be working with the next person. Um, and it's going to be different, uh, but I think it's going to be a really, really fun era uh, with them too. So don't worry, OTC is going to stick around. Obviously, you know, our plans with the pitcher list is, are unhindered or anything like that. Uh, as far as kind of the um, the planning and everything like that, uh, Fast has been slowly uh, transitioning away from that for a bit. So, so it's not as if it's stopping anything on the pitcher list side in that regards. It's just, you know, I, I, I'm going to miss him. Uh, in that way, uh, I'm still, you know, super, super, super close with them, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little different. It's sad, but also my gosh, you guys, once you find out what he's doing, it's so amazing. <laughs> it's exactly what he should be doing. He's worked so hard for it and I could not be prouder of him. So yeah, it's an end of an era. Um, but I'm so happy I was able to, to do this seven years with him and, uh, Hopefully, I get to do some more things in the future with him as well. Okay. Uh, Jordan Montgomery against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Eight innings, zero and runs, four hits, one walk, and six Ks. Uh, 16 whistles for a Gallus Bowl is amazing. He did everything that you want him to do. 
except to get a win because of course he's still Jormont, uh, which is absolutely hilarious. You just keep starting him. Of course, uh, you have Thomas Hatch and I made a Star Fox 64. The hatches are open because he was the opener here and I think that's absolutely hilarious. Um, Bailey Falter followed though and it was really good. Six innings, one run, three hits, two walks and eight strikeouts, 36% CSW against the Cardinals. His four-seamer went to 92.2 as opposed to 90, 91. And that's kind of cool. Um, 50% CSW doing that with 42% usage. It wasn't like a Blake Snell blueprint or at all, but it was around the edges. Like he was actually commanding up and down and left and right and actually kind of using all the strikes, which is kind of cool. Um, the problem is that it's the Cubs next. And I don't really think I want to do that. Uh, not the worst flyer, but I do imagine this is probably a peak of velocity and it's probably going to come down a little. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe there's something here with Bailey Falter. I, I wrote, I led with him in the roundup um, last uh, over the weekend, I think it was, or last week. So there is intrigue here. Alec Marsh was open for twice, uh, and he got nine strikeouts on five point two innings. You can thank some good changeups and sliders, but yeah, I don't really think this is anything special as it was against the Athletics. It was also three hundred runs in those five point two innings. Slice of Sony was open for. He got a gold star because he limited the Rangers to just a solo shot in five innings. Only two strikeouts. Um, it was four over 48, four-seamer whiffs. And I don't really think he's very good. But, I, yeah, I don't want to go after Seiza Sony. Um, you have Luis Castillo throwing 47 consecutive fastballs. And it was amazing. And I love him so much. Uh, you have Michael Waka against the Marlins. 5.1 innings and one and run 70 Ks and getting a King Cole. Like, he's just killing it. Uh, 11 over 36 changeup whiffs. While the cutter, sinker, and four-seamer did that called strike thing. If you have one pitch that gets called strikes and one pitch that gets a ton of whiffs, like, that's everything you want. Having three pitches get you called strikes. Sure, why not? Uh, Scott Alexander opened for Sean Manaya, who went three earned runs in 2.2 innings, and then Sean Jelly went six earned runs in 4.2. So yeah, nope. Uh, Aaron Nola against the Giants got you a win. Seven innings of two earned runs. Thank you so much. It was eight base runners. Uh, 67% strikes in the change is nice, but really this was 70% uh, four seamers and curveballs combined, right? 30% was everything else. Most of that was a change of sometimes some cutters and some sinkers. I really want him to go sinkers right hand to inside of right-handers. He's just not doing it. I really want him to do it. He's doing it with this four-seamer, which is working, but I want that to be a sinker. That's just me. I feel like there is, you know, there is better days ahead for Aaron Nola. I'm glad that he's surviving here. I think you just got to keep going with Aaron Nola. Um, I mean, look, that's a fantastic start. If someone else that you picked up in like the 60s did that you're like oh my gosh right and Aaron Nola good stuff uh Alex Fajardo against the Cubs this was the best start I've seen from Alex Fajardo even though it was only four slider whiffs he kept the pitch down it was the Blake Snell blueprint it was beautiful uh and it's kind of weird to see only about 55 percent 57 percent strikes with that slider spike getting it down so much but he got outs on it it was eight balls in play which is really nice to see he got those four whiffs as well yeah I don't think this is going to be consistent but maybe I'm more sold on Fiedo now than I've ever been because of that command on the fastball as well as the slider. Um, the slider, we always know, is really good. Um, the four-seamer is the different maker, difference maker there. Paul Blackburn came through for PL Bot as its pick of the day. You know, I actually originally went with Javier Assad, and then Alan Winans showed up. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that one instead. And I pushed him ahead. I was like, Nick, don't do it. And then I still did it, and he was terrible. And now he's been demoted. Uh, it was 700 runs against the Mets, by the way, for Alan Winans, and that's that. So you move on from Alan Winans. I think it might be Soroka or someone else later this week, maybe AJSS. Um, probably pick up Soroka, honestly. Um, it's a really, really good spec ad actually right now, considering that they have that open spot. Um, but you have, uh, Paul Blackburn doing really good things against the, the Royals. And now he's going to get the White Sox next. Hopefully he makes it two for two in this two step. Um, but yeah, he kept it all low with a change slider and curve. It was all like in the zone and low. And we've seen that been getting punished before, but it wasn't. And that's good. Javier Son on the other side of it. Um, not the other side of it, but the other streaming option against the Detroit Tigers, 5.1 innings, 
two earned runs, five hits, two walks, four Ks. Not spectacular, but it was sinkers inside and then cutters down and away. And that's really it. You know, he got pretty fortunate, but it's the Tigers. And that's really what we do. And and hopefully uh, he does the same against the Pirates next. It's a good schedule for Javier Assad right now. Christian Javier is hoping for great things against the the Red Sox. And we're going to talk about him. Uh, Tuki Desand, Drew Rahm, Ryan Weathers, David Pearson. And of course, all of today's and tomorrow's starters after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Christian Javier, so here's the thing. Entering this, I was like, okay, sliders for strikes now. We got this. And now I just get to get the four-seamer back. 15 for 35 strikes on the slider for 43% strike rate. Come on, Javier. Uh, I mean, yes, it was 9 over 12 for the curve at least. So that's a 75%. And he did adapt in that way to make it only 300 runs in five innings. And he did get a win against the Red Sox because Paxton wasn't that good. But the four-seamer wasn't good. And it's just, come on, man. I, I can't keep living like this. So... No, I can't buy into Javier figuring it out. I mean, it's just one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. It's just one forward and one back, and we're just like, well, when are you going to take another step forward? I don't know. We're, we're done. Uh, David Peterson, no against Atlanta. Ryan Weathers against the Padres. I mean, a revenge game, right? No, never mind. Uh, Drew Rom made a spot start for the Cardinals, and he's just 90, 91 miles per hour on his fastball, and... That's pretty much what he did, like 70% of them, and they weren't good, and that's it. Um, and Tuca Desant against the Mariners, he needs to do better with his curveball. 13 over 24 strikes inherently isn't that bad. It's over 50%, right, by one. But he needs to be relentlessly throwing that pitch. Throwing 96 pitches and throwing 24, 24 curves is not enough. It needs to be like 40% curveballs, right? There needs to be 16 more of them. Uh, and instead, he relied too many uh, of his pitches on fastballs and splitters and sliders. Siders was over for nine whiffs. Like, it needs to be that curveball. So, until he's really leaning in on that, like, 40 to 50% of the time, I can't really believe anything about Tuki Dusant. I'm looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. We had some games from yesterday that I moved today because of double headers and stuff, right? So, Blake Snell, Justin Verlander, Bobby Miller, Yusei Kikuchi, Zach Gallen, Lucas Giolito, Bailey Ober. Uh, sorry, Zach Gallen, that's the top tier. Pretty easy there. Um, it's weird to see Bobby Miller is number three, but I think you guys understand this. Like, he's against Cleveland and Kikuchi's. Good against the, the Orioles. You can argue that those get swapped. Um, I just think it's a better matchup for Bobby Miller. And uh, Gallon against Texas. I know. It's Texas, right? Uh, probable start to, you know, Lucas Giolito today. Uh, and then Billy Ober and Grayson Rodriguez and Zach Littell is our stream pick of the day. John Gray, Graham Ashcuff is going today. Um, and then Bryce Elder. Um, I think Bryce Elder should be fine. Uh, and then you have... Questionable start tier of Wade Miley. I don't know how many innings he's going to go. He's just, he's okay against the Twins. Carlos Rodon's coming back and he gets the Nationals. And I think all of y'all, I know not everyone, I think everyone just has, a, has this idea that like 
Rodon is washed up or something, it's really nice for a pitcher to be able to hit the reset button. You know, he took a breather, took a break. Okay, come back. You get the Nationals. Like, do your thing. If he's sitting 96, like, he will do well. It's just that simple, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's a still, you want to see it. I get it. That's why he's in the questionable start tier. But, like, man, we got six weeks left, right? Rodon could absolutely be a league winner in the... Uh, in the um in the second hour really down the stretch for your team so don't rule it out I'm not saying it's going to happen but just I, I see so much of him being like completely washed and there's no chance and like that's absolutely not what's going on Jesus Lazardo against the Padres now that's tough because the Padres destroy lefties I don't think Lazardo is as bad as the results have been but yeah this is gonna be a tough one it's gonna be a grind for him uh, Tywin Walker against the Giants, he was throwing sub-91, and then he was given a rest. I hope he's okay now. Brian Wu is going for the White Sox, and, okay, sorry, going for the Mariners against the White Sox. The problem here is that uh, we don't know how many pitches he's going to go. He only really threw a bullpen between the IL since he didn't have a rehab, so I imagine he's going to be limited in some way, but it could still be five innings of dominance if he has that four-seamer. Uh, Mike Clevenger, I don't really think he's that great, but it goes against the Mariners, and I understand that m- many people are going to go after this one. I just I think it's going to be very mediocre. Uh, Johan Aviedo against the Cardinals is a cherry bomb, so fine, whatever. Um, you have, in the Do Not Start tier, the debut of Kyle Harrison, which is exciting, except, like, I don't really expect anything out of this. He hasn't got more than 4.1 innings, so he's throwing, like, sub-95 and bad command. Yeah. Uh, Josiah Gray against the Yankees. I don't want to touch Josiah Gray. Uh, Reese Olsen, kind of interesting, but it's the Cubs, and I just would rather not do it. Um, Ty Block and against the, the Rays. Maybe there's a chance there, but I don't, again, not worth it. Um, Drew Smiley hasn't really been stretched out and done great things for ages, but it's the Tigers, so whatever. Nova Syndergaard um, against the Dodgers, no. Tanner Houck is returning to the rotation, but it's against the Astros, absolutely not. Hogan Harris could be starting for the Athletics or have an opener, but I don't know how long it's going to go. I don't know where he's at. He's a crafty lefty that's just squeezing out the best against sometimes mediocre teams, so it's just way too risky. Zach Greinke could be returning um, today off the IL. be in hell uh, Zerpa, which I... So sorry, I pronounced so terribly yesterday. Um, and how Zerpa, uh, Zerpa um, could be opening this one. It could go like four innings and four innings or something like that against Oakland. I just don't want to touch either one. Adam Wainwright hopefully gets win number 199 against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but not for your fantasy teams. And Tyler McGill against Atlanta is an absolute sit. Now, looking forward to tomorrow's games. You have Kevin Gosman, Shohei Otani, Clayton Kershaw, Corbin Burns, George Kirby, Kenta Maeda, Tarek Skubal, and Sandy Alcantara, all obviously in that top tier. Sandy Alcantara's at the bottom because it's the Padres. You get that. Um, Tarek Skubal is against the Cubs. Uh, Mayid is against the, the Brewers. So that explains all of that ordering. Um, probable start to you have Andrew Abbott going tomorrow uh, because of all the, the rain, on, rain outs and stuff. So, or the doubleheaders. So, you have uh, Gra- Ashcraft today and then Abbott tomorrow. Um, Abbott against the Angels. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Cole Reagans is going against Oakland. That's exciting. He's a stream pick of the day for me. Uh, Seth Lugo and Ho- Jose Urquidy and Aaron Savali are all very clear Tobies. Same with Mike Lorenzen at the bottom. That's against the Giants, even though he had a clunker before. And right before Lorenzen is Charlie Morton against the Mets because it's a good win chance and good strikeouts, even though those ratios I know are very risky. Question will start to you. have Reed Detmers against the Reds. I don't think he pitched as well as the Lions showcased against the Rangers. And I'm, we're not quite out of the woods yet, even though it's the Reds. And in LA as opposed to in Cincy, which is good. I, I'm I'm on the fence of starting Reed Detmers. Um, Chris Sale against the Astros, he was at 91 as opposed to like 95 last time, and he topped out at 93.6. Terrifying. I hope it's like a Savali situation where his velocity comes back up, 
<clears throat> um, shortly after, but man, and gets the Astros too, and he hasn't really been stretched out a ton. Oh boy, uh, James and Tyone against the Tigers is fine. I don't love it, but it's fine. And Jack Flaherty against the Jays. I know he did well with the adrenaline fueled one after the All Star, uh, sorry not the All Star break, the trade deadline. But Flaherty isn't that guy right now. Um, but he is pitching decently well, and we don't really know what to make of the Jays' offense, even though Bobichet is back. And they do not start tier. Mackenzie Gore could argue that he's a cherry bomb and should be in that third tier, but it's just, I don't want to do it. I feel like he's so rarely cherry, even though last time he did get some strikeouts. It's so inconsistent. Um, Jose Quintana against the uh, against Atlanta is a do not start. And Jose Quintana is still droppable to me. I actually dropped him in the Legacy League because he gets this one and he gets another tough matchup after this. So you just don't want to start him for either one. And that's just how it is. Uh, Matthew Libertor against the the Pirates. No, thank you. His velocity came back down. Luis Severino has a chance. He threw cutters and harder fastballs last time. It wasn't the greatest start, but it was better. And now it's against the Nationals, and maybe he takes this another step forward here. But yeah, you're not going to take the chance. Um, Alex Cobb against the Phillies has had his splitter working once in the last two months, so no. Um, Zeevan Curry against the Diders, no. Austin Gomber, maybe there's a chance against the Rays, but no. Um, Michael Kobeck against the Mariners, he hasn't been good in ages. And Kyle Muller, Andre Jackson, and Brent Kennedy are just so obviously do not start as well. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for your support. But that is also my name is Nick Pollock. Give me your babs below and your strikeouts high.